ending, but uh, here we go. I found it now. Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast from independent validator teams. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Game of Nodes, the validator podcast. Uh, this week, we're abandoned by the rest of the crew, uh, Schultzy. Ray and Uncle Dad won't be joining us. They are all partying or preparing for partying, apparently. However, the day has been saved by Rama and Bendy, both putting up their hands and saying, fuck it, the show must go on. Sub me in, coach. So here they are. Welcome, guys. And uh, thanks for coming on to save the stream. And thanks for ruining my morning. I had deleted the the uh, stream schedule and uh gone on to do other work but now postpone that to run back for all the fans thank you two guys for joining in the comments little d <laughs> so um yeah. we, we could let got down the, the one or two viewers that watch religiously every single week i think it would be unfair they wouldn't have anything to do for their hour and a half well to be fair they're now on the stream so <laughs> <laughs> there's well I, you're right. I wouldn't have had anything to do for an hour and a half. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, see, this this is my first first week of unemployment f- uh, at this time of night for a while. So this I can actually join the stream. Can Allow you elaborate the on the whole unemployment situation, Bendy? I mean, like I say, unemployment. I have a full time job that I'm employed by, uh, but I have left um, the. Well, no, actually, I haven't because it doesn't exist. In sort of. Uh, Start again. So I used to work for Atom Accelerator now, uh, and I was still part-time there. They've come to the end of the nine-month mandate, and I have decided not to continue that. Uh, They will be definitely looking for a second term. um, And to be honest, trying to do two, you know, a full-time job and a part-time crypto job that was becoming increasingly full-time wasn't great for my work-life balance uh, because it was just turning into a sort of work-work balance. Uh, so yeah, I think, and, and look, they, they were very good and they tried to do some, I know they tried to accommodate me and, uh, my lack of time, but then I was like, well, to be honest, if I'm doing that, a, it might not be fun for me and B, it probably isn't good value for the community. So now I can just, uh, shit post on Twitter and enjoy, uh, trying to find airdrops because I think that's the way to, to make it. Look. All anyone really wants to do in crypto is mine airdrops and shitpost on Twitter. So, you know, in that respect, I think you've made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, why do I have anything productive, right? You're missing one yeah, like, You have to join a cult. If you, you if you try to do anything productive, then inevitably people are going to take issue with the things that you've done. So... You know, and then shit post about you, and then they're having all the fun. So, yeah, flip the script, quit the job, shit post everyone else. <laughs> I mean, like one of the first things I did was I took up took on a bet with um, Polkadot intern, which is definitely a mistake on my part. Yeah, well, what was the bet? Um, so he posted uh, that he would bet anyone that Noble would not become an ICS chain, and we have now bet a uh, hundred atom on whether it will or won't before the end of next year. So which side of that bet do you have? I'm saying it will be an ICS chain, and he is saying it won't be. Well... And he wrote a very long and detailed explanation full of lots of good reasons why it won't be. And I went, well, 
and you just had, oh, Jelena loves Adam. Pretty much. And also, like, you know. Yelena? Yelena, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Jelena because I know she, if, if she was to ever watch, she would get really upset that I said let's, let's I face it. Yelena. Yelena is not watching this fucking show. <laughs> she <laughs> probably got much she, better shit to do. <laughs> I mean, the, the only thing better than, yeah, being on the show is watching it and, you know, heckling from the comments. Um, yeah, um, uh, yeah. My my rationale was mm, they've said they're going to do it. I assume that therefore, um, Circle have kind of signed off on this, and unsigning off on it is probably more effort than migrating to ICS. Eh, I, like they can unsign off your access to your ward anytime. I highly doubt. Like just not moving is an issue. <laughs> Little step. Maybe. Oh, I, I mean, like, like I, I just love that Cosmos is like we went. Oh, you know, we can't have. Terra Luna, but let's let the government in. Like, hey, let's make our primary backed token something that's centrally controlled and overly regulated. Like, that's not going to be an issue in like a year's time after what's happened in the last few days. Has been really adopted to like quickly. It's like 20 mil so far, right? And it's like it's being pushed down everyone's throats. Like, hey, let's use, you know, this natively issued centralized currency that is going to apply to every single regulation that the US are puts in and if you touch it they will blacklist your wallet whenever they want and we think that's not going to be an issue (laughs) come on guys so i I guess we already were really using it though right and like there is any any alternative like we're already using usdc axolar or usdt which is now carver anyway so i mean but you need a safe haven and they're like the really only ones that you can trust (laughs) <laughs> well, it's more like, the you know, you can have decentralized finance, right? Like you can have alternate stable coins. None of them will allow you to like exit through into a bank. <laughs> like, so it's it's okay if you're happy to keep your currency in crypto. But if you want to go into your bank account, you have to go through Circle. Like they're one of the only issuers that will let you take money out that you can reliably back. So I get that. So I, I never felt comfortable with the, the Terra stable coin, UST. Um, but I kind of do feel comfortable, even though it's... The centralized the shit usdc and usdt like it de- I, I, it depends on what kind of level of crypto maxi you are i suppose um the concern but- is more like after and we'll, you know we'll talk about cz later but like they're not going to stop at central exchanges like the next 12 to 18 months will be they will be coming down hard on decentralized finance and dexes and any team that runs it and any currency that is run on it will be the next target i can guarantee you they're not going to stop at centralized exchanges. Like if you are a DEX team and you're based in America, you're next. They made that very clear in their announcement. And they'll do They're that. They're all based in Panama, like bro. They're all based in Panama. Uh, <laughs> or Cayman <Game> Islands. <laughs> Pretty sure yeah. Osmosis is based in America. Well, the devs are there. I don't know. They're not going to come after like the, they're not going to come after Osmosis. They're going to come after the devs that built Osmosis that are based yeah. in America. And like that's the thing. Like, if you're not based a founders, right? If you're not if you're not an anon and they know that you're a US citizen, doesn't really matter where the company is registered. I don't believe. I mean, like, my, so my view is, I really don't care too much about centralized stable coins in the sense that pretty much, if the government hates crypto, I won't be able to get any of my money back into a bank account that I can use. Like, if in the UK, if they do that, they'll, they'll, they can draw up they can draw up all the fiat on ramps and off ramps, and I won't be I'll be screwed. So I kind of, the, th- the thing for me is that I sort of assume that 
the the government will do whatever it wants to do and it won't really matter whether that's on chain or off chain and that ultimately crypto will need to interface with centralized things like governments and need to be able to be compliant and i think that that's where somewhat i we're jumping ahead to cz but like that's where coinbase i think are basically right where they have tr- they are trying to be compliant and they're trying to be law abiding as much as anyone can tell in that kind of leg- regulatory environment how that relates to the kind of wild west of what happens on chain where things are decentralized like there's no there's no bloody case law nobody knows you don't know I, i've got no idea if what i'm doing is correct or not all i know is that if i pay my taxes i probably won't go to prison that's kind of uh our philosophy we just pay as much tax as we can and hopefully they leave us alone <laughs> i actually um, reviewed the australian crypto regulations and laws and a lot of it doesn't apply to like businesses that aren't offering solutions or like icos it's like if you're a business or an entity, pay your tax and you can do whatever you want is like the Australian law currently. Like unless you're like offering, uh, unless you're like offering a centralized exchange or an ICO type solution, then there's additional regulations. But if you're just a business that's like, you know, mining or uh, validating or, you know, um, that sort of stuff or doing solutions, it's basically like do it, report it, do whatever you want. I was like, I just checked. I was like, oh, you know, big shit posting a lot. Like, are there, are there any marketing regulations in Australia about crypto? And, and there's not. Like, it's like, just pay your tax, bitch, and continue. <laughs> You're fine. Well, the, there is still things that would kind of apply to um, shit posting and marketing in that if you – and it's, it's the same as the States. If, if you buy up a heap of something and then promote the shit out of it and then dump it, that's insider trading still. So it's like deceptive, deceptive marketing is like what I read. So uh, it was like the only thing that I could read. Yeah, they they don't they don't take kindly to people who do insider trading here. Right, <laughs> Zach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what's the other know, one? Like it could the, go, uh, go to like five dollars, or it could go to negative five dollars. You know, Bullsack. Bullsack. Yeah, not sack. Yeah, not sack. yeah, like like telling people when you buy something and that. Uh, you bought it here and that it's a good product is it's not, not inside of trading. I'm publicly telling them. It's not like I bought it, sat on it for six months and then went, come and buy this thing. Now pump my bags. So if you tell them, like, do you tell them the price that you bought it at? And then do you tell them when you dump it or? Do I have to? I don't know. No. <laughs> I'm not a marketer. Just like, I don't I know the laws. Because the name is Nutsack and it's hilarious. <laughs> I think there's also a thing, right? Which is like, so... <sighs> It, it's not quite crypto law, but in the UK, there are things around reviews. So if you review a product and you are associated with it, then you can't, then your review is technically in breach of the rules, even if you are genuinely reviewing it. So when I worked for a marketing agency, we couldn't put reviews on pages of shows that we've been to see or anything like that because we were connected to it. And that's considered to be deceptive, even if you, even if you gave it a shit review and rated it one star. You're shorting it, basically. So that's kind of, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You just can't touch it. I'm going to have to go and answer the door. So um, this is what happens when we you jump in on the fly. I'll be back oh, in a couple of minutes. Leaving it to two Australians to run the show. Okay. Oh, fuck. Look at it. <clears throat> um, what else has been going on this week, Rama? We've got uh, – I see you've, you've populated some items in the spreadsheet. Uh, I noticed you're not in the spreadsheet. Weirdly, though, the fray has just appeared in the spreadsheet. So that is oh. – 
That's okay, different. so he's getting in on uh, getting in on the show while he's at a party, huh? Well, yeah, he's at a he's at a gig. I don't know what gig he's at, but he's at a gig, uh, which is why he can't be on the premises. So yeah, and uh, and Uncle Dad has taken the family on a trip, uh, so they're out enjoying themselves as well. And Schultze is preparing for a party. There is um, there's is Thanksgiving coming up soon yep. in America. <clears throat> yeah, when's, week, I think. when's that scheduled? Not my problem. It's an American thing. Um, yeah, it's within the next week. Uh, I know you know a few people have been putting turkey emojis here and there. Um, the All right, gold, turkey gold. death day. Yeah, turkey death day. <laughs> I thought um, I thought Schultze wasn't here because he's on strike. He's on strike. Well, he's yeah. he's on uh, he's on relaying strike, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. First for, for item. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's dive a little bit further into that. So, my understanding of this whole situation is, and it's not just Lavender Five, and they're not quitting relaying um, or validating. I, I said strike. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so he's in the comments. Hi. <laughs> uh, it seems like probably the the higher than usual. Um, live viewer count today is probably because the regular uh, attendees are probably watching it even though they said they're doing something else mm, so uh on the on the bench while you're stuffing the turkey up the ass right gotcha um so the recent uh cosmos prop what is it 848 or 843 or something like that is that yeah it's one of the early ones 848's the you know oh let, let's let's change a parameter from 0.01 to 0.005, because everyone gives a shit about that, don't they? So eight four something, which is the reduction in inflation um, on is the inflation one. What is it? What eight- we're talking about is uh, <clears throat> proposed by Notional to um, increase the uh, global fee minimum gas price. There was oh, three. Oh, okay. So there's <clears throat> two. There's there's a reduction in in. Um, in inflation plus a increase in gas pricing. There's there's more. So <clears throat> update global fee params um, to clear the minimum fee message types to avoid peer-to-peer spams described in an issue. So uh, the hub, <clears throat> step back, the hub is like quite poorly configured uh, in terms of, Edelman, hello, <clears throat> is uh, quite uh, poorly configured. So in- just to interrupt Rama, so for those who don't, uh, no, Ertaman, who has just joined for those listening. Uh, he is part of the crew at Lavender 5, sent in here to defend themselves, probably, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, <like laughs> throw it, throw it into the gauntlet by the, by the boss man. <laughs> so sorry, uh, please, <laughs> please continue, Rama. Yeah, so the hub is like quite poorly configured, right? Um, there's a thing called like the, the global fee uh, module. And essentially, when it was introduced, they said that everything uh, except for maybe one message type ha- can have zero gas. Uh, and what that does is open up the hub to like multiple attack vectors via spam and peer to peer kind of dosing. So, to remediate that, uh, three proposals were put up. Um, wh- the first one was to like clear out the, the bypass minimum fee types to make it so there were no, uh, no message types would be free. The next one was to update the minimum gas price to 0.005 atoms, uh, which I believe that one's the issue. And then the third one was to um, change the block size uh, from 
200 kilobytes to 2 meg. And, and these three proposals were intended to reduce the attack vectors on the hub based on kind of spam transactions. Uh, the unintended impact of this, or unintended, <clears throat> the impact of this is the hub does thousands of transactions a day because of ICS and, uh, you know, uh, routing between various chains that relayers went from paying, I think it was like 0. 0.002, maybe three atom per transaction to like a 10x or more increase to 005 atom. So, you know, the average relay was probably paying five to seven atom a day. Now they're paying 50. <laughs> so like a substantial increase in price and, you know, commissions can't cover that. Profits on the hub don't come anywhere near covering that. And no one thought to like, Put in a plan to like maybe create a DAO to fund relays due to this increased cost, uh, and you know the relays just had to bear the brunt of it in in the short term. And for a lot of the teams, like that meant scaling back uh, the amount of transactions they relay. You know, let some of the bigger uh, relays who have more funding kind of bear the brunt until other solutions can come in. Which you know, minimum they're going to take two to three weeks, right? Because you have to put a prop up on the forum, it has to pass, people have to get funded. AA DAO doesn't exist. So, uh, you know, I think the last time I saw there was like thousands of transactions that were pending for ICS because no one was like willing to relay them, um, which is not good. Like you need the, you need transactions to be relayed for ICS. Um, so yeah, that, that's like the summary of it. Uh, I just like tongue in cheek of, you know, Schultzy goes on strike because I thought he'd be on the show and it'd be funny for him to come in and have to defend himself. But uh, we've got Erdemann here uh, instead um, to try and, you know, protect the business so Erdemann, please chime in, um, tell us why I'm wrong and why Lavender 5 is the greatest validating and relaying business known to man. And uh, you're not actually going on strike. You're actually doubling down. You are going to take over the number one relaying spot of the hub just out of pride alone. Yeah, we're, we're on strike forever, probably. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think I don't think we'll ever take number one spots, basically. I don't think it makes sense to do to be honest. Now, we, like we've been sort of focusing or like doubling down on networks and channels that don't have enough support. So we're like relaying the most obscure channels known to man <laughs> because we can bear, bear the infrastructure costs. Means you do less transactions, but at least the random users on these channels that do are like are actually very dedicated to either those networks or to using those funds in that specific route are not stuck. Um, so it's like a more support costs and like hours for random people coming into your discord or telegram dm saying hey my funds are stuck please help me <laughs> and less like optimizing your configuration to relay like hundred thousands of packets between cosmos hub and osmosis or ics chains but yeah i just checked the like the balance sheet on the, that smart stake dashboard which it has a lot of shitty data, but it also has like some good data. At least it's helpful in many ways because you can quickly check who is like operating specific channels, at least to a certain degree. And besides like Pokachu, who for some reason has 180 Adam in his wallet <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like Crypto Crew who gets paid. It seems like basically everybody shut off their relayer. <laughs> like almost everybody has like a few atom in there, probably just like flush some channels and then fuck off again. But at least like Crow's Nest, I heard stop the relayer. We like let our wallet run out. Basically, I'll probably fund it back up again today or tomorrow for doing some items. 
Cosmos Spaces is out, who is one of the biggest relayers. ICCRO is out, who is normally transferring like 150,000 packets a month on Cosmos. He's like the biggest uh, hub relayer besides Crypto Crew, who has like a grant. So, yeah. But anyway, we're all chatting in back channels and co- like creating our coop, our relay. Yeah, the proper, proper cartel. <laughs> Just stop IBC and then the cartel can really play. Actually, having a cartel would probably be quite good for performance. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if, if, if there actually was a cartel, things would be a lot better. Um, you know, a benevolent cartel is what we need, um, or, or a cult, depending on you know your view. Um, I think Car- cartels of- cartels won't make you rich. Cults will make you rich. Um, yeah, I think you know cartel will make you pretty rich, and it will make you like, oh, like I'm happy. But a cult, you know. That's, that's fuck you money, you know? Hey, guys, I just need to drop out here for a second and come back. Hopefully that doesn't mean that this stream ends. But uh... Don't need to announce your exit, mate. We're fine here. Thank you. If it does, it's the shortest appearance of any guest ever. <laughs> well, at least they let you speak. I mean, well, we have let you speak. I mean, normally yeah, the, the standard thing... Like it's office on the background just waiting for like 40 minutes. Actually, like, actually <laughs> if Schiltzy, if you're uh, if you're there listening, can you um, just jump into the stream for a second so I can leave mm-hmm. and come back and hopefully it won't um, disconnect everyone? You don't have to go up live, just just get in the waiting room so I can leave. I think uh, what, what the relayers should do is they should petition Notional because Notional did this without any consultation with the relayers and the, the impact and the intended costs. They should petition Notional to fund your relaying services for the period of time until uh, it, until you get your proposal up to fund you a million dollars a year to relay for the well, hub as a collective. The other side of it is, of course, Notional is being paid by the hub. Mm, they should be relaying. Where's their relayers? They well, relay they, 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 you know, they're, they're, they're busy doing other things. Working on other projects, some some chains need linting. Um, um, you can say you're, things now, you know. Wow. I, okay. You're very. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the the punches of I can stop pulling now that I'm not actually connected to anything and can just say what I think. I, so basically, I think this whole thing is really shit. I think that it is shocking the way the whole security risk of the hub has been handled. I think Notional have been too, um, typically awful in their approach to handling it too. <laughs> And their kind of overly aggressive approach to fixing stuff has un- obviously broken something to a much worse degree. And the collateral damage is just terrible. Um, the idea that you know consumer chains and uh, ICS just break under it, it like is just shocking. The fact that nobody thought this through from any team. So I include here um, informal. Everyone who voted yes on this proposal, which I guess includes the relays that are now crying about this, Everyone's done a bad job and everyone should be upset and ashamed of themselves because it is a complete fuck up. I will push back here just a little bit. There needed to be something that caused everyone. He's been having this all week with his headset. <laughs> it's, it's being sensitive. So I love it. Funny. I love it. He comes <laughs> in, he's like, he's got like this really punchy point to make. He's like, I agree, but 
and then no, he, I mean, so I'm going to guess that he's going to say that it needed a moment like this to make everyone realize how <laughs> fucked up the whole situation was with uh, relays and their costs. And this is ultimately going to be a good thing because it's going to mean we fix a problem that we've been kind of getting away with for a while. And I do agree with that. But I also think that unless we fundamentally fix the way that these kind of approaches are done and the kind of approach to decentralized sort of upgrades on the hub and kind of making it work properly it's shockingly amateur um and that needs to not it can't happen like that i absolutely agree with that that it, it's totally amateur for sure um but yeah collective bargaining needed to happen and the only way we can make it happen is by kind of forcing everyone's hand right yeah and i, I, like, I, I like i think yeah. that we uh just, just quickly like I, I i totally understand like I, I understand relaying, like I've, I've known like how, you know, who pays for it and how it works for a while now. I, I think what, you know, let's get to the, the root of this is fundamentally the people that build and manage IBC have dropped the ball on this for what, like two, three years now. Like let's introduce packet forward middleware and these other IBC features that the devs want to build rather than focusing on the thing that should be built, which is self-relay, right? Like, why are relayers and like validators who are relaying and controlling the channels responsible for paying this shit that is a service that users use, right? Every single chain pays some relayer thousands of dollars every single month to manage like a relaying channel. Like Osmosis does it, Cosmos Hub does it. Um, I'm sure like, you know, Kajira through the Senate and all that stuff. Someone's paying for these relayers to be open and for the transactions to occur. Users aren't paying it, no chance. Like they're paying it out of their their token value, no doubt. Like why isn't the number one priority taking this service away from centralized hands in validators and putting it in wallets and UIs that users can relay their own packets and pay their own transaction fees? Like that should be the number one thing to make IBC actually decentralized and a service that is actually a public good rather than a service that's managed by individuals at their own cost and expense. And like something that's critical to the entire existence of IBC, reliant upon individuals paying for it, like out of their pocket. It's dumb. Like, and it just shows like how Cosmos as a development organization and entity, and not just the hub, like the whole thing is just like so backwards in their approach to let's bring in all these features instead of fixing the fundamental core thing that is, if I want to relay a packet, I can, I should be able to do that in my wallet. Um, and like, apparently we're supposed to have this functionality like years ago but it's just fundamentally broken. The, the thing that they built, you can't upgrade IBC channels. Like it doesn't work from what I hear, but let's move forward and build this other shit instead of fixing something that, you know, is core to the infrastructure that we use every single day. I think that's a pretty hard take and I don't know what I necessarily agree. I agree that a lot of that function needed to be there. I don't agree that the team is distracted with other things. I think there's, there's so much push for like, for relayers, wanting to be able to use it as a profitable business venture that it would just be a low priority to use it as a wallet. That's what I've heard many times from, from several different teams is that that's their goal. Right. And so like, I see what you're saying and that it should be a wallet should, should relay for itself. But if there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I get what you're saying, right? Like IBC as a protocol should not be pressured by teams who want to make money. Like that is so fucking dumb. Like 
I'm a, I'm a relaying service provider. I, I get paid thousands of tens of thousands of dollars a month for re- providing relaying services for a handful of chains. I'm pressuring the IBC team to not implement features because I want to line my pockets. Like, what the I, fuck are we doing? I, just to be clear, I don't think nobody gets paid that amount. If they do, uh, yeah, they do. They, they must. Have I know teams that get paid tens of thousands of dollars a month to relay. Then they have a very nice agreement, but I wouldn't say that's standard. Like maybe th- for us no outliers for sure, right? But, but I think if, if it, it's, a, it's a service, right? And I get it, but it's a service that's not needed if the tech was built how it should be built. It sort of doesn't matter whether someone's doing this and being paid a lot of money and making a profit or whether someone's doing this and making a big loss on it and that's enhancing their validated reputation and therefore they get delegations and whatever. And, you know, the, the fundamental thing is that this is core to making our tech stack work. And there is no sus- obvious sustainable route for it to be there other than altruism from someone someone should someone is paying who isn't the person using that service and we haven't figured out a way to make that work and then we have i've forgotten the exact prop number but obviously the hub passed a prop ages ago so it'll be in you know sub 100 prop on uh being a um routing hub right and i know rama that's an idea close to your heart as well and you've tried to get some energy behind it but like actually that kind of thing is where once you have a thousand ibc chains with you know you're not going to like the thing that erdman was talking about like uh, you know erdman was talking about about connecting unusual chains to each other right because someone wants to move some lum to um desmos or something you know like like take two ghost chains and move some tokens between them right like there is no reason for that for a relay to exist there we can route that and just that can be okay. And there's lots of this kind of stuff and it would make the thing more efficient, but fundamentally there needs to be a business model underneath it that makes it sustainable so that someone is, it's built in or you're paying it out, you know, it's paid out of taxation or it's paid from your TX fee or whatever it is, but it needs to be sustainable. And then it becomes a market where relayers compete and the person who can optimize the best and do it, you know, for the cheapest is going to make the most money or whatever it is. Right. Like, that's how IBC can scale. But what we have at the moment is some sort of weird mix of like subsidy from foundations, subsidy from validators' own pockets and kind of marketing costs or genuine altruism because they believe in IBC because that's what a lot of people did in the early days, right? Like it's not it's not a good place to be in. Yeah. So I'm not sure what solutions, in, like just to kind of... Oh, no, I've got no idea of the solution. I'm just saying it's bad. The particular news article... <laughs> Um, the, the minimum fee is now like across the board. So uh, to do a transaction on the hub, you've got to pay a minimum of 0.05 atom, regardless of the transaction type, which is great because it addresses, you know, to an extent, you know, y- your pockets now have to be, you know, 10 times bigger to attack the hub, which is good. Um, but uh, in terms of the relays uh, outside of like large delegations from ICF or, you know, direct funding from the community pool for the relays, um, there's no real solution for this. And, you know, then you get into like collective bargaining, you know, if someone's providing the relaying service, but not part of that group, how do they get paid? Who gets paid? How much, you know, is there now competition because, you know, someone's relaying more transactions than the others, so they should get paid more, et cetera. Right. Um, you just kind of get into that kettle of fish and it's all great until someone else is making potentially more money than the other person and then whatever. But again, kind of comes back to relayers shouldn't be, uh, re- re- so reliant for the service to work. Like if relays actually went on strike, which I think would be quite hilarious, 
uh, watch how quickly people jump up and down to like get that service fixed. Well, um, when when Confio threatened to go on strike, I don't think they ever actually went on strike. They got paid pretty quick, and they got paid by the hub that isn't even a direct beneficiary of Cosmosum directly. Relaying the hub, the hub massively benefits from IBC, as does every chain. Like the whole, the whole reason that we're all in Cosmos, I imagine, is IBC. And I know that this, cha- you know, this show has talked about IBC is the only thing in Cosmos that you can pretty much bet on, except that you can't because there's no way to monetize it. How so? It's interesting thought that I just had, uh, and you know, always, um, you know, looking on the positive side of things, like I do. Relayers go on strike, all of them. ICS packets aren't relayed. You would get slashing events on consumer chains because the only way that they do IBC, like how you do uptime for the consumer chains in the hub is via IBC. And if you don't receive those packets in time, it would determine that that's a, well, you haven't you'd been need a gov- thresholds you, and you get slashed. We'd still, we'd still need a governance proposal to pass to slash them. Yeah, that's that's fine. No, we, we would no, it's not the same, like, because we haven't bargaining. Because we haven't got to the point where that becomes automated yet, but we will get there. So there's a lim- so for the collective bargaining people, there is a limited window where you can do this um, without getting slashed yourself. Um, wait, wait. It require. I didn't realize that it requires IBC in order to run providers. All that's communicated that's through the, IBC. That's the entire way that ICS yeah. works is you, you, your, your client update uh, IBC transactions determines your uptime on the consumer and provider chain. So if that packet's that. not relayed then I, I don't know fundamentally, like if there was a delay in IBC, would it just relay the transactions and then determine that you had uptime? Um, but that's how it works is every block, it sends like every block, there's a transaction in there for um, provider consumer update. Uh, and it has like the, the corresponding um, block height to say that you're, you've got uptime on the consumer chain. Rama, I think you might be saying the, the quiet part out loud about the real costs of ICS. Um, it, it isn't about running one additional shitty node under your desk uh, so that you can have Neutron there. It is the relayers yet again who are getting screwed and nobody's talking about it. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that. That kind of that kind of really twists the knife in a bit. Yeah, so, uh, and they were free before. So you could do, you could IBC transfer those uh, consumer provider updates with zero gas because they were as part of the exceptions. The, the fundamental issue is that uh, everything except for like maybe one or two transactions was set in the bypass. So when they configured it, it was just like everything but this is bypassed. Um, now that that list has been cleared, everything has a cost rather than um, uh, IBC client updates or you know whatever they are, provider consumer client updates being free. Uh, and the reason for that is like even those are an attack vector. So if a particular validator... Um, wanted to go rogue they could spam client updates and take down the network so had doing had to introduce a fee there but you know is the fee too high for people who are supposedly trusted and have their reputation and atoms on the line i think the other thing that's interesting here is whether you do actually need to get to the point where you just have permissioned ibc channels so that you actually have a permissioned ibc channel to do that particular thing and you're saying look this is this is how it works and there is a as what you're kind of saying rama is obviously between slashing and social consensus there is a sort of there is a sort of solution to the attack vector, because one of the things that I think people like to think of security in absolute terms, things are secure or they're not secure, and actually it's very much a spectrum. Attacks just get more expensive, or they just require you to be more powerful. And I think 
a lot of proof of stake is based around kind of economic game theory and it kind of just ignores the social consensus side of it, which is ultimately probably more powerful and then overlaps into legal uh, in the real world. Right. And I think that, you know, actually thinking these things through pragmatically will let us get to better solutions. They don't have to be perfect solutions. And I think often one of the failings that we have is either things are not thought through at all and then they happen or things are thought through quite a lot and then people pick holes in them um, and then they don't happen. And I would rather have the second where you have something with a few holes in it that's been scrutinized somewhat and the, the risks are known and people can make an informed decision as opposed to what we have at the moment, which is you throw something up, it sounds common sense, everyone just votes for it. All right. I think we covered that one off uh, pretty well. Uh, sounds like uh, IBC, the the lifeblood, the core of Cosmos, um, is not without its challenges too. Schultze, how's the um, the chicken stuffing going? The rooster, the kettle. What what is the what do they call those fucking ducks? Uh, turkeys. Turkey, yeah, yeah. How's the turkey stuffing going? <laughs> Did you shove a beer can up there? Uh, so I'm not doing that part of the party prep. Um, I'm making other things like. I'm a, I'm a big fan of cookies, so I make a huge batch of cookies for everyone. Oh, and um, you do make good cookies too. Did you have some of my cookies? You did. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm making a lot of those cookies, um, and it's not happening in my house. So like I have to prep for you know the travel bits and yeah. Well, we wouldn't want to make hash cookies inside your own home, so we'd make it someone else's house. <laughs> yes, exactly. When I was when I visited Schultze, I was just pandered with coffee and cookies the whole time and jerky <laughs> he lives just around the corner from a jerky a jerky factory which is uh delightful a turkey's Wait. not a turkey's not a thing in australia <laughs> some, like, why did you that, sorry I, I think i just did some kind of doxing oops a, a turkey's not a thing in australia because i was just wondering why you didn't know the name of the, the bird ah look they're not very common like you certainly won't see one on the street but really yeah, I like mean, we don't. You don't see one in the street in the UK, but I still don't know what they're called. Like you, you'll infrequently see one at like you know uh, a large like you know wood or forestry type park. Like there's one near me where there's like a bunch of birds uh, around, and you can go and sit, and you know you'll occasionally see a little turkey walk around with its little nutsack on its chin. But like you know, if you go into the bush, you're not just going to see a bunch of turkeys like cruising around. You know, we don't go out there and you know don't have a, ha- a turkey hanging over your shoulder walking home, you know, ready to to stuff it and eat it. Well, there are bush turkeys, though. Those are weird looking. They have they have a yellow scrotum around their neck. That (laughs) your shit just went off again. Um, Do we move on? Like speaking of yellow scrotums, do we move on to CZ? (laughs) Okay. Do you want to announce the the news? Um, Yeah. So uh, our big boy Four steps down as the CEO after pleading guilty. Hang on. Why do you have Four in there? I don't get that. Is, is that some sort of joke? Have you not seen care? all of the images of CZ? Oh, right. Like because he does tweets where he's like, four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is so that supposed to mean four? four? Well, I, I tweeted yesterday because I thought it was kind of funny. Like he's always been talking about four, right? Uh, we've now had the four. We had um, Do Kwon, Sam Bankman-Fried, uh, Suzu, and now CZ. Four. All of them going to jail. Going to hang out with each other. All sued. All going to jail. All took oh, down no. their, their great products. The fall's done. That's it. The bull market begins. I wonder where that prison is. Is that in the Caymans? They're all in different. Well, uh, Doak one's in Montenegro or something where he tried to like use a fake passport. Are, so some of them are in prison at the moment, are they? Doe is. Yep. Doe definitely is. Suzu is also in prison. Um, uh, 
uh, I think in Singapore from memory. Um, <clears throat> Sam is probably at like house arrest inside a mansion somewhere. What, one of them got out, right? And then and then and then CZ's not going to prison. CZ is rich. CZ will go to prison, just not for a while. Yeah, yeah. He paid a paid a big fine and stepped down as CEO as like a bargaining agreement with the government. Yeah, but then wouldn't he? It wasn't that so he didn't go to prison. I... Well, yeah, that's the agreement now until they find more charges that they can send him to prison for. Well, uh, you know, it depends. It depends on how much you think BlackRock are just you know clearing clearing out the market so they can have their their Bitcoin. Um, EFT. I reckon if that bird that was in with uh, bloody old mate C. Schultze, uh, if Caroline. That, Caroline, yeah, if she got off, I reckon CZ can manage it. Maybe, maybe. Like they didn't it seem very happy with him. Depends if he can implicate anyone, right? She she got off because of the intel she's got. So if C, if CZ decides to throw Brian from Coinbase under the bus, I'm sure he'll get off. Well, I think they're like different scenarios, though, right? Like Do Kwan and and um, your man, fucking what's his name, the funny looking one. They, they like had Bankman Fried. Yeah, Bankman Fried. They they all had things that just felt like, you know, they they were running Ponzi's basically that that collapsed. Like Binance weren't really doing that. So the the, the key here is that you if so long as your Ponzi doesn't collapse, you're fine. If your Ponzi collapses, Bernie made off, etc., then you're screwed. Yeah, as long as USDT doesn't tank, it's all good. I mean, that's the thing. If Justin Tron goes to prison, then uh, then that's five, and uh, and Rama's whole joke is ruined. That, yeah, it's over. Yeah, like back to the bear market we go. So we <laughs> so we've just got, we've got the window between four and five. That's it. It's just yeah, that. Protect, okay. protect our boy Justin. All right, <laughs> all of our bags. When did we exit the bear market, Rama? Oh, like two, three months ago. No, we're yeah, still flat. Been up only. We're- we're not. I, I think as soon as you started paying Rama, he exited the the bear market because oh, mm-hmm. of our riveting news. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, I think that was that was the turning point. You might be right. You heard it here first, folks. We front run the the the, the bull market. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, certainly the, I'm getting bull market vibes with um the amount of airdrops that have been thrown around in the last week. Uh. Notably, um, Pith, uh, some Don't ball pass, stack yeah. that I found in my wallet randomly. Um, what else was there? There was T- another uh, TIA, yeah. So TIA was a big one as well. Yeah. And I, you know, back on on relays, uh, some of those relays did mm. pretty darn well out of that um, TIA airdrop. Reading some of the comments on Twitter and getting out my calculator, uh, like to the tune of. Two to three hundred thousand US dollars. So I think like the, I think TIA also, airdrop has been pretty good for those guys. You know, I think also if you had a lot of commits on Git on in the right GitHubs, regardless of the quality of those commits, you might have done quite well. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going around doing. Uh, I'm doing linting. I'm doing spell checks on Go every site everywhere. <laughs> But if you're I don't doing even know that, if it's what, right. I'm just doing it. <laughs> but Rama, if you're doing that, what's Notional doing? Front run than Rama. Just run around the uh, the the GitHub's and then find the the Go file and then just start adding point zero point zero point one to everything that you see and then just try I'm to build it. Start, if start it builds, if there's a lot of builds, without a comment, then on it. fucking send it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, start adding copy comments. It. Chat GPT, add comments for what this does. 
merge it on everything. <laughs> like you need comments on your code, boys. You can't, you know, it's really this is this is the real alpha for airdrop farming, right? Is that mm-hmm. as airdrops become Devs always get paid. You can't you can't you can't just stake Atom anymore. You have to you have to, you know, get in the GitHub and and really, really knuckle down. Rama, I'm of the firm belief that commenting code is pandering to chumps who can't code. <laughs> I think the Frey would yes. disagree with you, right? He's talked a lot about his uh, love of commenting, and uh, it, it, it's almost like his notes to himself, right? Well, he charges by the hour too, so... Well, I, I wondered, he was. it's either that he's on an hourly rate or he's a chump who can't code. It's one or the other, right? Well, I mean, presumably you can understand your own code, or is he, like, hammering the chumps to... to Put well, in I think he's code comments think, so that he can understand their shit. No, I think he's commenting on his own stuff so that he can understand it later. Um, but <laughs> I mean, what I would say is Howl is still not working, so you know, probably a chump. <laughs> I mean, just commenting code that doesn't work with this doesn't work yet is like one way of going about it, I suppose. Help, yeah, please. Um, help. <laughs> yeah, so Pith. <clears throat> on Pith, like kind of crazy, huh? Like it's just a useless Oracle token. Uh, launched at like five billion, fully diluted value, like not listed on any reasonably sized exchange. And, and it is on Binance and goes up like fifty percent. No, oh, 50%. so it did get listed on Binance, did it? <clears throat> yeah, they got oh. Binance perps on it now. Because uh, I noticed it, it had gone up today. Uh, in my little wallet here. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean. Did, did we even know this was coming? It would have been nice to to have known, so I could have farmed it. But uh, luckily, uh, I used that Lavana on a f- couple of different wallets for various different different reasons, and uh, got a couple of little airdrops from Pith, which was nice. Yeah, and Rama, you I know you've been doing a bit of playing with the Lavana as well, right? Yeah, I got three or four wallets just from nice. tra- just from trading on Lavana. Like. Uh, I use like my public Commonwealth wallet that I always like test and play around with. Um, I always like do that first because if there's ever anything like dumb or whatever, it just like takes the couple of hundred dollars at most that I have on that wallet. So I test everything with that. Yeah. Uh, that got like a couple of thousand pith just from, you know, minor trading and testing on Mars. Um, and then I was trading on Levana with my ledger, which I found to be a real pain in the ass because there's like 26 clicks to approve a transaction. So then I moved that funds into a hot wallet to trade with because the ledger was too annoying. So I ended up getting it on that wallet too. Uh, and then um, uh, I think I just had, it was like, <clears throat> I was mucking around with like a, a bot or something to like open and close positions on Lavana. So I moved some, like a small amount of funds to another wallet uh, just to test if I could do it via CLI and execute the smart contract. Uh, and I got a couple of thousand just for testing it there. But like the other wallets that I actually traded with, it was like four, 4.1K pith or something like that. Um I was like, yeah, I got, I got, I got it on Neutron as well from doing some Mars stuff um, on Neutron uh, because it was, I'd, there was a period of time where it was profitable to, <laughs> oh, how did it work? You deposited ST Atom on Osmosis, you borrowed some USDC, and then you could lend that on Neutron, and for some reason that just printed money for you um, because the ratios were just way out, um, and so I did that for a bit. And but then I made a lot more from the pith airdrop than that little bit of farming did for me. So, uh, but I made I made a I made the mistake of telling my wife just how much the airdrop was worth. So um, all of that's come straight out of crypto and into into fiat. But I basically fell off the sofa when I was like, because I was just like trying to. I went, oh, you know, fire up a VPN and claim this, claimed it, and then was like, that 
these 30, it was like 31 cents a token or whatever. And I kind of just said it out loud and then was like, oh shit, now I have, now all of this has to come out of fiat. And, but it's gone on Black Friday stuff and I'm going to be very comfortable. So you're, you're so, serious when you replied to my tweet that yeah, you yeah. just went to Black Friday lingerie. I mean, so, some of it will go, some of it will be Christmas presents. <laughs> Black <laughs> Friday lingerie. <laughs> um, I got mine. It's, it's, right? it's, it's, it was my first experience and exposure to Solana. Um, uh, the, it was actually a really good experience. Like I never had a wallet or anything. Um, like creating a web wallet was really easy, straightforward. Um, I just got a friend to send me like a tiny bit of gas to you know claim it and, and send it. Um, but the transaction speeds, he was like, sent. I checked my wallet. It was there. There was like almost no delay. It was basically instant. And then uh, I claimed it. It was already in my wallet. Uh, and then I sent it to Max C. Um, and even that was quick. It was like maybe a minute or two to get to, to Max C. It was really, um, to really like confirm. quick it to Coinbase. Yeah. Really quick. Yeah. It's like, it was, you know, maybe a minute or two to confirm a hundred, you know, whatever they, however they do it, a hundred confirmations. And then it was just there. And then I just instant dumped it and bought Zephyr. Well, I, I bought Fiat. But um, the, I think the thing for me with it was, yeah, so I had to, it took a bit long because I had to go and get some um, Solana for gas and do that. But I'd, again, I had a good experience. Yeah, with how that. did you get me, your gas? I bought it on a, I, I, sw- I had a bit of money on a sex and just swapped it and sent it to the wallet address. How much was the fee to like send your oh, Solana God, like to your? Pennies, but the the minimum amount you, I could send was like five bucks. So yeah. I, yeah. So I spent five bucks and then was just like, nope, it's fine. I know I'm getting it back. It's not a problem. Um, I think the Mex C withdrawal fees are quite high, Rama. Uh, not if, if you withdraw fiat, yeah, but I just withdraw like Adam or whatever and then move it. I borrowed some gas from Uncle Dad. <laughs> I, I was in bed, right? I was, I was, you know, winding down, ready to go to sleep at like one thirty a.m. or something, uh, and I just got a DM. From a friend, they're like, "Did you claim your Pith airdrop? It's trading at like thirty-four cents." I was like, "Out of bed." I claimed it. I so my the only reason I got it because I wasn't I wasn't going to be bothered. I was like, because um in yeah you you need a the they can't distribute to the UK. So fortunately, I was in Rome uh very briefly at the time that I claimed it. Um so but that happened because my dad sent me a message asking about. Um, a VPN for when they're going away in a few weeks and he wants to watch some television while he's away, um, watch a bit of football. Um, and he wanted a VPN. And I asked a friend just for a recommendation for him. And while I was doing that, I was like, oh, by the way, can I just borrow your login for something briefly? And if it hadn't been for my dad WhatsApping me, I probably wouldn't have been bothered. And then I wouldn't have had a couple of thousand dollars for nothing. Um, I did I, I did contemplate holding some Solana, but... Um, as I say, I told my wife what the amount was. So there we go. Um, I need to start using multiple wallets though. That's the reality rather than just one. Yeah. You got to spread it around, man. It's just so much admin. <laughs> you got to write down 24 words so many times. <sighs> Can I really no, be bothered? I, I just used hot wallets. I figured out the trick to make them without having to remember the, uh, the, you know, seed phrase. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you just create a new wallet and then no, yeah, so you create a new wallet, you copy all of the like you know how it makes you like pick out words and then put it in. So you just create a new wallet, copy all those words that come up and then get out of that and restore a wallet and just paste them in there. Then you don't have to do like that picking out the word thing. So I've got all these wallets I don't know the the seed phrase to. <laughs> I think I think it's an it's an interesting approach to opsec, right? Where as long as you don't have a lot of money in any of them it doesn't really matter. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they're just like burners that you're like, you need to do something and you're like, oh, I don't, that seems a bit sketchy. I might not use that with my wallet. So you have a little burner wallet, you do the thing, then you like delete it. And then I just have, sure. uh, I've got a Python script and I just change like whatever chain I want. And then I just go generate me 10 wallets and then it spits it out to a, a text file with the memos. <laughs> Sorry, the mnemonics. And then I just copy paste it into Kepler. So you are a developer of some description, right, Rama? I develop, just not blockchain. Yeah. Do you? So what? What? Um. Like what languages do you know? Obviously Python, uh, JavaScript, C, hash, uh, HTML. Enough. Oh yeah. So like web dev type stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. I can I can get myself into and out of trouble for the most part. I can get myself into trouble. I can't mm. get myself out. Like I know enough just yeah. to be dangerous enough to break all my stuff. <laughs> I, I've done, you know, I've done uh, development for, you know, various types of development for 15 odd years. Um, just haven't got into like Rust and Go. So okay. JavaScript, I can get, you know, cause some pain. I understand languages. I just don't, I haven't spent the time to fundamentally learn them. So whenever I review the code, I can kind of see what it does and, and how it's you know, structured. Um, but yeah, just have no care to actually get in and do a hardcore dev. Rather focus on like process and advice. Go and stuff anyway. like Go is just well in Rust. Like those ones that just have tons of files for like and pointing to themselves all over the place. They're a little bit painful for me to go through and try to glean what they do. Um, but anyway, so what's the Sam Altman news, Rama? Yeah, so I thought I saw how much uh, Frey had about Sam last week. Uh, I don't know if they got touched on, but. Uh, Mr. Altman, the, the the CEO, ex-CEO and CEO of OpenAI, uh, he was unanimously fired by the board over the weekend, uh, unceremoniously shafted from his own organization, from the board because of whatever reasons. Uh, and then uh, there was like massive uh, outrage and their share prices tanked by the looks of things. And employees <laughs> were like exiting left, right and center because he was like the visionary, right? Um and then uh, within, like, hours of sacking him and publicly announcing it, like, all of the board were, like, apologizing, you know, oh, we love the company. We didn't mean to cause this much harm. Uh, and then a day or two later, like, Microsoft announces Sam as, like, the head of the new OAI department of Microsoft, uh, basically giving him, like, unlimited budget and, like, hiring a bunch of the people that were leaving OpenAI. And, uh, <laughs> wow. and then How much of OpenAI? Sorry. How much of OpenAI do Microsoft own? Because they, they're a big investor in it, right? They're yeah, like 50% or something, yeah. Like yeah. They're a very, so- very large holder. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so they announced that Microsoft has, like, put him in. And the funny thing is, like, in the Microsoft position, he would basically be, like, the liaison between the Microsoft AI team and OpenAI. <laughs> so, like, he, would, he would be in charge of OpenAI and the interactions between Microsoft anyway. Uh, and then yesterday... Uh, <laughs> The board, a bunch of the boards stepped down. There was a new board appointed of like three people and they rehired Sam as the CEO. <laughs> so like everyone's like coming back and Microsoft are happy with it. And do we know um, how much the like Twitch do we know how much the Twitch guy got paid for his twenty four hours as chief exec? Yeah. They were, like did they even spend the he must have made right? bang, like, does, on a day's work. Like because <laughs> if there was a contract there for money, right? And it was actually signed with no like termination or, or you know. Uh, cool down period. It's just made millions of dollars just for yeah. rocking up 
like the shortest CEO in almost history. <laughs> Not even 24 hours. Probably <laughs> didn't even get into the office. Probably just Mm-mm. signed and then got asked immediately. Yeah, I mean, that, it, the whole thing is so funny. But what's also funny is I was in, there's a Telegram chat I'm in and there's a few notable Cosmos personalities in there. And what was funny is they were comparing it to the ousting of Jay Kwan uh, and how that was and kind of assigning each other roles as to who they were in this, in this, you know, which, which of the players in this they were. And Cringe. it was, it was it's, it's very funny because um, yeah, I mean, but like I get it because they, they all, like, it's a big part of their lives and they obviously a lot of um, trauma in something like that, I guess would be the polite way of putting it. So it, it colors a lot of what they see everywhere. Um, but I think like, it just goes to show, like, because the, th- the question I've got is, what was he sacked for? Because basically they said, mm, he didn't really tell us the truth. And so we sacked him. And, th- and then he's been reinstated. And you just think, what are these skeletons that are there that caused them to sack him in the first place? Because at some point they'll come out. Yeah, he's probably done something that was not very woke or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, like- we don't actually know. Um, there was, no. like, allegations yeah. around, like, you know, his sister and all these weird things yeah like legit yeah there's people saying like she's posted like tweets and stuff like asserting that you know her brothers or other people have like done bad things um and obviously you know Walt Coach everyone just jumped to the conclusion that of course she's right and it's true um you know guilty before proven innocent etc um uh, but then like the the board obviously can't come out and say that so they're like you know we've lost confidence in his you know approach and vision uh the board was very much uh, of the opinion that they should like take a step back and like slow down on um, AI um, rather than like pushing forward and being as adventurous as they currently are. Um, who knows what the truth is, but like uh, I always refer back to uh, Lord Elon's tweet of like the most entertaining outcome is the most likely. And that was literally the most entertaining outcome. Like, <laughs> so I didn't, I did enjoy the whole thing about he will go to any lengths to avoid using Microsoft teams. Um, <laughs> man, I hate Microsoft Teams as well. It sucks. I use it daily. I, Do it, you it, like it though? No. <laughs> so it, it, it's a daily part of my life as well, and it's used a lot more at my current employer than it was used at my previous employer. The previous one just used it for calls, and this one's like calls plus tap, like messaging nonstop. Uh, ours is like a document repository too, like integrates with um like file hosting solutions. Uh, where you like, integrate with customers and like have um, collaborative chats and teams. And that stuff. sounds like such pain. The um, like, a, it should be a, just a chat only thing. Like, I don't see why it needs to have like files and stuff integrated. It not even chat, just have a video thing. Like, I like Meet is the best one out of all of them. It does its job and it does its job well. Um, you know, you can just jump in, jump out. No problems. You can, it's not a friggin' app, and you can just share your screen on different tabs that you have open, all that stuff. It's, it just works. And like the Microsoft one, I just have problems with no end, especially if I don't want to install the app in trying to like actually share documents and tabs and stuff that I'm working on. Or like what I do a lot in meetings is have meeting minutes on the screen. Um, and, do the meeting minutes as we have the meetings saves the whole rigmarole afterwards where you do the back and forth. Um, can't do that a lot of the time with uh, 
Microsoft Teams because on Mac it just doesn't really work that very well. So yeah, although like Word and and Excel are getting better and better on Mac, I don't really. I used to have to run two laptops to have one running bloody Windows just to use Office, um, and another one with Mac because it works better for everything else other than Office uh, or CAD if you need to use that. But um, like, yeah, that was a huge pain. So then I just pulled the the trigger and just went full-time Mac. And I'd say that's my last thing that is just doesn't work very well is Meet. But um, I also noticed that the Outlook version of, uh, sorry, the, the Mac version of Outlook, when you drag and drop messages out of there, it saves it in a with a different extension. So if you send, like if you drag an email outright to a file and then drop it into an email and send it to someone on Windows, they can't open the bloody thing because it's a different extension. It's a different format. Like why not use the same format? Makes no fucking sense. I think sense. this is as interesting as when we tried, there was the episode about spinning up a validator. I think we should move on. All right. Sorry. No one cares about my office <laughs> Uh, problems oh you didn't like don't use a mac you didn't like the the episode of the i mean i watched the whole thing because i'm the most dedicated viewer but but like you know it was a struggle yeah like watching a validator struggle to set up a validator was pretty funny (laughs) doing it that way is definitely the slow way of doing it like ordinarily you just press go on ansible and then come back in five minutes and it's done (laughs) that that would have been a better episode Thank you for your feedback. I, I mean, it's about, I 18 months later. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave the feedback pretty directly at the time as well, to be fair. Um, oh, but, you know, we haven't, are... you guys haven't done it since. So I take it that mm. the feedback has been taken on board. Well, we were going to do a refresher and do a consumer chain. Well, it would be interesting because Schultzy doesn't know how they work. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> It's uh, I tell you what, it's been it's been nice avoiding all of the Adam drama. Never having spun mm. up a um Adam validator, not having to care about any of that at all, has been just probably the highlight of my career in DevOps. It, uh, eight four eight was a contributing factor to me just thinking, oh fuck it, and leaving. I I'm I'm you know the the last news topic we can avoid if we like. Uh, the only thing I will raise is like the last week and a half of not being involved in Cosmos and governance drama and focusing on changing a parameter from 0.01 to 0.02 or the inverse is is exactly what epitomizes, summarizes why Cosmos tokens severely lag behind anything else in the crypto sphere uh, in terms of price appreciation. And it's because people legitimately do not give a fuck about governance and the parameters on the chain and funding people out of the community pool, what they want to do is they want to get away from their fucking nine to five fiat job, come into crypto and have some fun and invest in tokens that are going to go up and not have to deal with all the drama. It's taken me a while to realize, but that's like fundamentally what it is. Like Cosmos has good tech. Don't talk about the tech. Don't talk about the governance and the drama. Talk about how the tech is going to make people fucking rich and people will come and invest. The the ideal thing is that, like, if you could align it so that 25% of people in devs in Cosmos built uh, fun uh, casinos and roulette wheels and then pumped that money into the 75% that are building functioning tech and IBC and doing all the interesting nerd stuff, but they weren't allowed to speak to anyone, that would be the ideal scenario. 
Um, and it's, to be honest, that's how Web2 works. Every every employment contract needs a gag clause. I, I'm almost aligning with uh, Jay uh, more and more every day, like more NDAs are needed for employees, like to the point where it's literally a gag order if you are employed uh, by any development team in Cosmos. You just, you're just not allowed to have a social media account, not allowed to have alt accounts. If you're caught, you you don't get fired. You get locked into a dungeon where you only have access to GitHub and no other websites introduce the great firewall of china inside development organizations you get locked into a dungeon where you only have access to bfot to try and survive <laughs> bring escape your way out of that financially <laughs> and you can open a twitter account bring i i genuinely you know let's just crack open that github move it over from juno to neutron and have some fun what Closed source. I don't think they open sourced it. Oh, did they not open source it? Damn it. I could message him. I could message he's still, yeah. I still have him on Discord. I could message him and get him to open source it. Yeah, oh, the castle thing? What, yeah, what would it be? Yeah. Just play, play, play with Jabby it back. Yeah, play with it again on but on Neutron, right? It's going to be different this time. Well, it's been on Chihuahua since, hasn't it? It's it never, uh, never started. Yeah. What was the, it? No, it was like a subset. It was like a Fortis Light. Um, and then they introduced like the Ash thing that White Whale forked and introduced on their chain as like uh, the the furnace on a whale uh, oriented chain, which makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, I've spoken to him. I'm pretty certain that he's like moved on from Cosmos. He's like uh, doing like uh, doing other languages and like helping out with other chains because uh, he like you know it was an experiment. It was fun. Um, maybe he got the data that he wanted from it. Um, don't know. I'd, I'd like, but I think that obviously now you look back at it and just go, well, that was all very silly. But like at the time, it was a lot of fun, and I think it kind of speaks to what you were talking about, Rama. If people want to kind of enjoy their experience and make a bit of money, or try to make a bit of money, um, or at least or, enjoy losing money. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always. I mean, maybe, it, but I'm really shocked that anyone is able to lose money in blockchain. Like it seems really easy if you're not greedy, just to kind of profit. But I don't know if that's just me being like vanilla, as a friend of mine referred to me the other day. You're definitely vanilla, yeah. I, somehow, like, somehow, somehow. So you either want to get like you either want to get like fuck you money rich, or you just want to be here for like ten years. And I don't think that the being here for ten years is great for your mental health. And the only way to make fuck you money is to gamble, right? <clears throat> and to gamble, like you've got to do dumb shit, like put a bunch of money into like a shit coin that you have no idea about, like. Fortis or like you know fucking Zephyr or you know Harry Potter Osama Obama handcuff Inu like that's how you get <laughs> fuck off rich right and it's literally gambling like everyone knows it but like that's the way to do it and you've only got so much time to do it the longer you're here the less chances of you actually making it are and the more your mental health is going to be impacted. I think that's an interesting take because I I feel like uh, personally I'm probably up five six x something like that. Yeah, you like you like. Just, well, it depends how much you invested. And, oh yeah, like uh, I, 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 I never put a lot in. Now and all that stuff, I, right? I never, I never put in a lot in, and I'm not counting the the salary that I took out. I'm, you know, but like all, all the amounts left in chain. But just in terms yeah. of, yeah, I mean, airdrops and not being dumb and you know selling mm-hmm. Juno for Atom and things like that that were you know just sensible moves and like and not being greedy and like I think so like the AADA stuff I count very differently because that was like me trying to do something positive and trying to help. Um, maybe it did or didn't. I'm not entirely sure. Um, probably did. But 
I think that like the money side of it, 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 it for me, it's like, uh, I suppose it's like, if I can be sensible enough, then my mental health won't suffer. It suffered more with doing AA DAO and trying to actually like work and make things happen and deal with people being, you know, they weren't too bad with me to be honest, but there's an element of aggression and unpleasantness and you get criticized unfairly. Um, but you know, I knew I was getting into that. So, um, but I think that like, you know, to stay in that ring for a long time and work there is really hard. And then I think that if you're gambling a lot, then that's not going to be great for your mental health. So for me, it's like, if I could do, if I can do three or four acts every year, then I'll still be, you know, I'll still do really well. But if you can do three or four X each year, can you manage my portfolio? Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, like, but this, but I just think it's like a lot of it has been paying attention and not being as greedy as other people. Like it's, it, and just, you know, and kind of going, Oh, I've made some profit. And maybe I will take that profit and let a little bit of it run. Mm-hmm. You know. So like, as an example, I'm currently up like, 1200% on a particular token and I haven't taken any profits yet. Whereas I would already like, have just like some random Arbitrum shit coins and stuff like easily like up over 10 X and I haven't touched it. Where, and that's the thing, like I, that's why you will become a millionaire before I will. Or, <laughs> or, 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 or zero, like right. Like zero, unrealized right? profits, unrealized yeah. profits. It's like, yeah, no, but you, that, that's how the much you're willing to gamble. Whereas when I get a two X, I just go, Oh, right. I'll take the initial capital out. Cool. Now, yeah, and it's all like the way I do it is like look at market cap, right? Like, what what's the narrative? What's the you know what is the token? Does it have utility? Does it have community? What's you know what's the market cap in comparison to something similar to it, right? And if those things make sense, like as an example, like I you know I own some Neutron, Um, I'm holding Neutron long term because I I I like the product and I think that they're doing good things, but like I'm not going to take out profits from Neutron at like a two x as an example, right? Because I think that its market cap can go like substantially higher in a real bull market up into the billions. Why would I take profit on it when it's like 220 million or something? Right. Whereas like some arbitrum shitcoin that I buy at like two or 5 million, I'm not going to hold that to like 200 million. Right. Like I'm going to take some profits on it at like, you know, two, three, five X when it becomes like apparently obvious that it's market caps too high. This is sort of what, um, a really smart guy was talking to me about at Cosmoverse where he was just like, why are you so like, this was around Atom, but he was like, you don't believe Atom is worth this price, do you? And I was like, no, I think it's worth more. And he was like, so why are you selling any? And I was like, mm, cause I kind of want to, you know, treat the family and do some stuff. And he was just like, well, you're an idiot. And I was like, mm, okay, fair point. Like, yeah, let's, let's hold Adam while like ICS and AIB, and well, every you know, person sells but he, I mean, you could swap it for something else, right? You, you totally could, mm. but like he was just talking for the choice was between that and fiat. So, yeah. So I, I haven't taken, like, I take very little money out of crypto into like actual fiat. Um, the reason is that I don't want to have to pay the tax man. <clears throat> um, and so I'll, I'll just like rotate it and just like record my transactions. And then, uh, like I'll, I'll get like pre-rich or like unrealized profits rich with the goal of like compounding up to where my portfolio is a, a good amount, where if I do a 10%, like it's a substantial amount of money. That's the goal, right? Rather than like, oh, let's take a few thousand here because, you know, I did a 5X or whatever or 2X. Uh, I'm of the opinion that like now when uh, like we're actually moving towards a bull market, like there's substantial money to be made if you are smart about it. And I, I don't need to take fiat money, right? Like my you know, wife and I have got pretty good jobs. Um, I certainly could and it would make life easier, but I think there's substantial upside um, in the next kind of six to nine months. So rather do that instead. I think what's fascinating for me is how that it kind of just verges on psychology, right? Some of it's to do with your own personal circumstances and whatever. And then there's just this amount, which is to do with what is it you're looking to do? 
and <laughs> how much how much are you looking to make and like for me it's like I know that by being less greedy than Rama, I will outperform him consistently, but he might beat me overall. Like that's the thing. Cause I will, I will slowly chip away and I will take profits more consistently than him. But actually he might hit the jackpot and suddenly walk away a millionaire and I'll be there going, Oh, well I made a few thousand. <coughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I guess yeah, um, people get seduced by that millionaire thing, right? Where you like, Oh, if I bought this, yeah. you know, I, I bought, I could have bought Bitcoin in 2000 and whatever. And if I'd have just held it till now, and it's like, yeah, because but no one's got that kind of ability to hold it like that. And most of the people yeah, who be- like forgot about it got rich. <laughs> yeah, and it depends what it is, right? Like you're not going to like leave it in some fucking random meme coin. Uh, you know, that's one in a thousand or one in ten thousand chance that that particular thing like goes parabolic, right? Um, my big thing is like I, I do crypto for fun, and it's a hobby, and part of that fun and hobby is like gambling on whether or not like I actually have money. Uh, that I can eventually take that's worth substantially more than what I put in um, in terms of like actual dollars. Time-wise, I'm fucking, I'm in debt. I'm dirt poor for crypto. But like, you know, money-wise, like I'm, I'm substantially in profit in terms of my portfolio, which is great, uh, all unrealized. Uh, and it's all part of the gamble and the fun and the hobby side of things, right? Like, um, which is my goals. Like I can still go on holidays and do things with the family because, you know, we're reasonably uh, well-fed, like off because of our fiat mine jobs. Uh, so while I can continue to do that, I will. And if I need to, I can just instantly cash out and take the so, profits where I need to. So the moral of the story is don't be a validator. Yeah, I think they probably spend substantially more time than I do, but also probably profited a lot more than I did. Validators definitely work 24 hours a day. <laughs> As an example, uh, not last night, but the night before, I got woken up eight times during the night and probably three of those times was necessary to wake up but i and you know the fallout of that is yesterday was a terrible day for me because i was just tired and had a headache the entire day but last night nothing so um but like you know overall if you're a validator and have like people working for you and stuff like that you you spend all your time on it and it's very hard to get away yeah (coughs) definitely like and uh I, i don't like that's part of the reason why, you know, everyone was just like, run up, start a validator, start a validator. Like, you know, we'll support you. And, you know, I was like, when I really thought about it, I was like, I have to manage this shit fucking ever. And if I decide to like spin down or whatever, it's like substantial, like social impact and effort to like manage and maintain this shit. I was just like, no, no way. Like, am I getting involved in something that was like perpetually effort and time for like, probably little value where I would be in like the validator set in income wise. Well, we've said it here before. And like the, the expectation is once you spin something up, you keep it running. And like, because, you know, once people stake to it, they, you people want to stake and forget. They don't want to be like checking back every day to see if you're still there. So it's not fair to like your delegators. If you just all of a sudden pop smoke, which, you know, I have done on a couple of networks that were, probably net bad for the users anyway so we gave plenty of notice to leave but you still cop heaps of problems when you do that and then people will actually leave you on other networks as well so um bendy well i was just going to say i think there was some chat about having a button that you could press that went i'm spinning down undelegate all my people so they or redelegate no like this this should be a piece of functionality that would like it wouldn't be difficult to come up with something like it'd be nice if there was like particularly with some LSD sort of function that if, if a validator could say 
I'm going, but I trust this other validator. You could do a spin down transaction and transfer all of your stake to another one. Yeah. That'd be great. It's not the choice of the user, but if they trust you, then they or should it, trust who you trust. Weighted, or if it's like has to be weighted so that you can't like screw the network by it being too centralized or whatever, you know, what the, there's going to be some technical, there's, you know, that you go, yeah, okay, you have to distribute it across 10 people or whatever. Doesn't really matter. It's kind of more that what shouldn't happen is you stop validating the you and the user just doesn't know and then they're not getting the staking rewards they expect because most of the time I don't think the you know I'm sorry to say this Noel but I don't think the users really care who they're delegating to I think they you know I I I delegate to so principally if there's a game of nodes validator on a chain I will delegate to them because I enjoy the show and that's kind of like my little like oh there you go you can have the little bit of commission but like that's it. Like, it, it, you know, I don't, I have no idea which of you is a good validator or a bad validator or. Well, we're all good validators. Well, obviously. Let's make that clear right now. <laughs> well, well, obviously. And probably King Nodes is probably the best, but that's not, you know, because you're the, the only thing. one that turns up for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the only one that consistently party. turns up. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't missed an episode. Oh, wait. I have. Well, I've definitely been away for episodes that I may have came to anyway. Like, I, I'm just glad that we didn't we didn't miss an episode and the show went on regardless. That's the main thing. That's my takeaway. Someone indicated to me in the group chat that we may have already missed an episode at some point, but cool. I don't recall is, when that might have been. This is cause, cause less harm. Also, believes we've missed one um, back in March, and I think that that everyone was at a conference. I think is what it was. We all were at a conference in March, yes. So I think that, that, mm, that I think had a week conference. Um, and nobody thought to give Rama and I a bell then. Um, <laughs> or today. Or today. <laughs> you know, the Frey has my actual mobile number. He can definitely sub me in at any point. Oh, now I feel like, you know, well, out in, in the cold. I don't have your mobile well, phone. If, if you really want to go there, no. All right. Rama has mine. Yeah. Yeah, little Australian bromance. I think the next thing we need to organise probably is the when he called me. Of he called me the other party. week. Oh yeah, I, I actually I called Rama the other day, and he's like, "Who? Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> he's like, "Hello." He's like, "Calling my name." And he's like, "Who's this?" I could barely hear him. He's like, "It's blood." I was like, "Who?" <laughs> it's null. I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, I'm like using my name, and I'm using null. I'm using my name. I'm using null. I'm using my name. I'm using null. He's like, "Who the fuck <laughs> are you talking this? about?" What, why are you calling me? I'm like, fuck, man. Just like use, think. Look at your phone. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, sorted Did, that out. Can we sort out the Christmas party, please? What Christmas because, party? Like the, the well, gone Christmas party? Is yeah, it going to be a, the, an the, online the, Christmas party? Or I think I don't like, you know, Frey and I live close enough together in the UK that we could get together for a beer. You're Australian, so you like could morning drink, drink in the morning. You guys yeah. could meet up. You know, I think. Uh, like, we can do we a live. Do it. Yeah. We live, get live one in Rio to hang out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, live. I, I guess so. We could do like I can, I can totally do it. A gone and friends have gone like meetup. Live I suppose. Party. Yeah. yeah, it's an entirely possible. I would say entirely. Uh, I do feel like I'm going to cop shade from my missus for drinking whiskey <laughs> at six a.m. But <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever. Does she, but does she watch the show? She definitely does not watch the show. She is not a friend of the show. She's not my friend while I'm doing the show. 
She thinks I'm a dumb fucking nerd on the internet talking to other idiots. So sounds like, like she might sounds sounds like she might never know you were drinking whiskey at six a.m. Yeah, like I don't think that's going to improve the situation. <laughs> yeah. Is she really going to care when you become a multimillionaire? That's the key. Uh, she does not care about my pre-rich. She thinks that internet tokens are dumb and not worth anything. So, and I mean, you know, that's 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 the sentiment that a lot of people have. I just wait till it's Chihuahua season, right? And uh, those tokens might come back to life. Man, I have got a lot of those <laughs> that I should not have kept. <laughs> yeah, my degening was hard back in the bull market. And uh, yeah, watch this. Hmm. I need to let the dogs out for sure. I mean, you know, you just, just, you need to employ some paid chills and that token will run because it has, you know, it's got great utility and it's a dog. I mean, the best paid shill that I've been seeing lately is Rama, and it is it is a dog. Um, it's been going hard yeah. on the shilling lately. I, I, it's been I fun. Don't to make it. Yeah, you've but, you know when, when there's a when change of brand to a paid shill. I, I I've been observing a lot and uh, how much Cosmos people see when you make money uh, and they missed out after you told them. It's been quite hilarious. Well, that's a that's a guaranteed follow, isn't it? When you tell people that they missed out on making money because you made it and they didn't. It's literally, it's been like a week and a half, and we're like, this thing's like ten five mil market cap, 